football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Oh, I have been ready to do this show for days, ever since the weekend concluded. Here we go. We flip the calendar to October. Is it Locktober? In particular for Kevin Rogers of VegasInsider.com, who hit the contest. First time this year that either one of us have hit the contest because Kevin got all three of the underdogs right on Three Dog Thursday for last weekend. Let's welcome him in. We pledged to be better last week. You took me seriously with South Carolina, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints three for three on Three Dog Thursday last week. Congratulations and welcome in. Thank you. First of all, with South Carolina, I really thought that Texas A&M would have a bit of a letdown. It was a perfect spot for them to, I mean, they, they won the game. But as far as struggling, South Carolina had a long touchdown run to start the game. And uh, they couldn't do a lot more offensively, but they did a good enough job defensively to limit uh, Texas A&M, and they end up covering as huge underdogs. I mean, the NFL, the Falcons, uh, pretty much wire to wire was easy, that? and then you got to yeah, yeah. and uh, Carolina's in trouble right now. And then you look at the New Orleans Saints in the final game where they took an early 14-7 lead. Their defense showed up after that, and they got torched by the Chargers. But then the Chargers gave back the game with a couple fumbles, and Drew Brees uh, in his return to San Diego. He ended up uh, rallying the Saints and getting the win, so it wasn't easy. It never is, but uh, we'll take a 3-0 and hope Locktober continues. Yes, let's hope that that is the case. And by the way, I had two of the three games. I had one of those, I can't figure out why they're an underdog with Clemson at home at Louisville, and that was a wild game where, where Louisville had control early. Clemson got up on them big. Louisville rallied late. Clemson still won the game with a late touchdown. So I took those two points, and I had the Jaguars in London winning last week. The only one I missed was the Cincinnati Bearcats, who got freight trained by the USF Bulls in American Conference action. That's the only thing that kept us both from being 3-for-3. We were 5-for-6 on the underdogs last week on Three Dog Thursday. So that's a good thing uh, for our resume uh, here going into this weekend. So what we do on this show is we look for teams simply to cover, if not outright win, if we feel bold enough that they only need to cover. And we should make mention, Kevin, that uh, we both are in the state of Florida. You are in South Florida. I am in West Central Florida. And as we are taping this show, Hurricane Matthew is bearing down on the east coast of Florida to skirt up the east coast of Florida in the Atlantic Ocean, then maybe head towards uh, the eastern seaboard of South Carolina, North Carolina, or could veer back into the Atlantic Ocean. It's not clear at the time we're taping what's going to happen. We do know this. It has already canceled the Friday night UCF game with Tulane in American Conference action. It is, as we're talking about right now, potentially jeopardizing the Florida LSU game that is coming up on Saturday at noon. And you've got Dolphin home game. You work uh, with the Dolphins radio broadcast. You've got Dolphins uh, playing against the Tennessee Titans Sunday. You've got a Saturday night Miami Hurricane game uh, with the Florida State Seminoles. Huge in-state rivalry game. Uh, there, are, there are games all over the state of Florida right now that are in question as the backdrop for us doing this show of a serious nature. Yeah, and we're keeping our eye, uh, at least me personally, on uh, this storm and hoping that uh, at least we have minimum 
not only damage as far as like house and stuff, as far as just minimum damage from a power outage standpoint. And it looks like it's staying in the Atlantic. We'll see our friends in Palm Beach County and up the Treasure Coast if they end up uh, staying safe because that's where it's bearing down a little bit, at least right now. You never know where it can turn. But, uh, you know, going to the sporting events, that never makes anything easy, especially that's in right. football, where, you know, you can have we, – we've seen basketball games or hockey games that can get – moved to another time and it's fine football you have a very small window to uh, to move a game and i know a lot of these teams would rather not uh like for the dolphins for instance there was even the little conversation i was reading about oh do you move this game to nashville this weekend that's not something they want they don't want to move uh to nashville the only story i can really remember tj i'm taking you way back on this one if you can remember this this was in 1991 this is not a weather related situation but the Falcons were playing the 49ers, and they were an NFC West uh, rivals. And the World Series was at Fulton County Stadium, and the 49ers were supposed to come in. They moved that game to Candlestick Park, and then the return came like a month later at Fulton County Stadium, which was supposed to be in San Francisco. So when you have situations like that, you play each other twice like a division uh, game, it's easy to move. But in college, you're playing each other once, so you're kind of stuck with this. And you got to find mutual open weeks, so that can be a complication. And look, the NFL has dealt with this. They've moved games uh, to different locales. Remember the Metrodome, now that the Vikings play in that new stadium, remember the Metrodome, the roof collapsed, and the Vikings ended up playing a couple of games elsewhere. One of them, I think they may have played two in Detroit uh, that year when that happened. So games get moved for different reasons. In this case, you've got a hurricane bearing down. Uh, I don't know that it's going to affect that NFL game. Uh, Buccaneers are due to play in Charlotte on Monday night football in the middle of the state of North Carolina. Is is uh, Hurricane Matthew going to be affecting that game a few days from now? We don't know. I'm just saying that's the backdrop of the show uh, here today as we get underway and get ready to make some predictions. So let's begin again. Uh, pay attention here. Kevin went three for three last week. We always start with college football. We could take a combination of uh, two in college, one in the NFL, or vice versa. Kevin, you want to start us off with college, and what do you like first? First, we'll start with your favorite conference, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the Navy midshipmen hosting Houston. Navy, of course, uh, pretty new to the conference the last few years, and we know that they run the ball a lot. And they had Keenan Reynolds as their quarterback last year. He's now moved on. And the Houston Cougars, who were kind of under the radar last year, and then they really got on the map by beating Florida State in the Chick-fil-A Bowl on uh, New Year's Day, when well, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I've lost track of the time. Right. But uh, Houston beat Florida State, and then they beat Oklahoma to start this season, so everyone knows about Houston and Tom Herman. He could end up leaving to go get a better job, so on and so forth. Anyway, when Houston and Navy played last year in Houston, the Cougars were one-point home underdogs. You see how much respect Navy got there, and really Houston wasn't getting. Houston won that game, and they ended up winning the American, and, and they beat Florida State. This time around, they're laying 17 on the road at Navy. And I get Keenan Reynolds is gone, but this is an unbelievable change when you see a one-point home underdog to a 17-point favorite on the road. And for the Cougars, I watched a lot of that game against UConn, and you know they're, they're a high-powered offense. We know Greg Ward Jr., they yeah. had that big comeback in Cincinnati, scoring four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. We know how much they can explode. I'm not taking anything away from them. But – past beating Oklahoma in the opener. They really haven't 
had a lot of competition. They've beaten Lamar. They beat UConn, who's not very good uh, offensively. They beat Texas State. So Houston's kind of cleaning up against Patsies here. And I understand the Navy, that they had to come back to beat UConn as well. But it, just in this situation, even though I didn't give you any raw numbers here, this is just overreaction uh, in my mind. And for Navy, who runs the ball well, that that could keep Greg Ward Jr. and that offense off the field for as long as possible. If that's going to be what can help Navy at least cover, then I'll take the points of the midshipmen. Well, and, and look, they run the triple option, and they have been able uh, to do some damage. They do have a win, Navy, over UConn earlier in the year. Uh, they also beat Tulane in American Conference play earlier in the year. So uh, they, they started off with three wins before Air Force got them last year. I just don't know. I mean, Houston has got so many playmakers on both sides of the ball that if they start putting points on the board, I don't know that Navy is built to score with them. But I, I sense with what you're saying, just one more real quick thing, if this line was a little lower, like 10 or 9 or 8 or something like that, you would not be touching this game because it is that large for Navy at home. That's what makes it so attractive to you. Yeah, and uh, again, could Houston blow them away? Sure, anything could happen in any of these games. I never guarantee something and say this is definitely going to happen or else. Like You never know what can happen in any game. But for it to be this many points, it kind of reminded me of that South Carolina-Texas A&M game last week where I said, wow, a lot of people are really high on this team and not so high on this team that maybe you know taking the points in this situation, uh, where you don't really get that with Navy that often, I think it's something you have to jump on. All right, so he will go Navy midshipman for prediction at number one. I'm going to swing out into the Pac-12. Uh, I, I love not only the American Conference and the SEC, but also love going a little Pac-12 late-night football. And you may chuckle here. I'm using part of your logic, but I also I have paid attention to Arizona State, who was awful last week at the Coliseum. But they're, they're a hard team to figure out. But here's the thing. They're explosive. They score points. And something says to me, Kevin, in their matchup with UCLA, they get 10 points at home. 10 at home for them uh, in this matchup, a conference game where UCLA has had a couple of knockdown dragout games with Stanford and Arizona the last couple of weeks. I just like Arizona State and Kalen Belange, the outstanding running back who can also catch the football. They've got they've got some weapons. They're back home at Sun Devil Stadium. I will take Arizona State in those ten points as as my first underdog in college football. Do you have a quick thought on that one? Well, I thought the line last week on that Arizona State USC game was a little fishy with USC laying all those points and uh, they end up blowing out Arizona State and kind of trying to get back on track. With UCLA, I know that they've been decent as a road favorite under Jim Mora, but at the same time, you kind of know my feelings on Josh Rosen, that uh, good athlete, he sometimes makes bonehead decisions at quarterback, that uh, even though ASU, uh, the quarterback's a little banged up, I don't have a strong opinion on yeah. it, but I see where you're coming from, if that's a, that's a good enough answer. Well, and it's going to be a raucous environment there, and Arizona State had a bad first half, turned the ball over a couple times, bad first half, and USC blew them away in the first half last week. I think it'll be different, obviously, in this game. Uh, all right, college dog number two. You're going to stay in the Pac-12, are you not, for a second college underdog on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin Rogers? Yes, and, you know, I understand that there's a changing of the guard in the Pac-12 that, uh, you know, USC is down and we see another team like Oregon, they're down a bit. And 
They're 0-2 in the conference already, losing to Colorado, Washington State, two teams that aren't thought of to be the cream of the crop, even though Colorado was much improved this year. And Washington State's kind of hit or miss with that, uh, with that offense that Mike Leach runs. But Oregon is getting nearly nine points. I believe it's eight and a half now against Washington. And the Huskies, who were a doormat for years, they get Chris Peterson from Boise State, and he slowly turned them around, and they came up with a big home win over Stanford last Friday to kind of show that, okay, now we're probably the class of the Pac-12. But for Washington, I'm not sure if I trust them in this spot. That laying a ton of points, they did so at Arizona a few weeks ago, and they needed to go to overtime with Arizona, who was not what they were. And, you know, for Oregon, this is uh, a situation where they're a home underdog for the first time, I believe, in eight seasons. So it's been a while. That wow. home field advantage, I still think, is very strong. Even though they lost to Colorado as 10-point favorites, now you're getting them with almost 10 points. I think that Oregon, that their offense, you would think, would get on track coming up. They've only been an underdog one time this year, and they lost by three at Nebraska. So I think that Oregon, who has owned Washington in the past, and I understand new coaches, new players, it doesn't mean much. But still, this is just a, a situation like the Navy game where it's too hard to pass up this many points at home. And again, for the Washington Huskies, signature win the other night, Friday night national television Pac-12 game where they blew out Stanford, woke a lot of people up. Everybody's talking about Washington and the words college football playoff in the same sentence. You know, and they've they've heard that all week about Pac-12 championship, college football playoff. Maybe the Ducks, maybe the Quack Attack, lying in wait for this game uh, as you will take the nine points. All right, so I am going to go with one final game in the SEC and in the SEC West: Arkansas Razorbacks to hang in, if not give Alabama fits. They they seemingly the last two or three years have been able to hang right with the Crimson Tide. Uh, I like Austin Allen at quarterback. I know uh, Arkansas has a, a huge overtime win with TCU earlier this year. They lost to Texas A&M. I know you had them a couple of weeks ago on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin. But uh, Alabama had an easy time with Kentucky, but they're on the road here in this matchup. I like Arkansas plus the 14 points with those big receivers. I still think that Alabama uh, is trying to find themselves defensively. They're good. They're not great just yet. Hostile situation. Remember, a couple years ago, this was a 14-13 fourth quarter win. Different years, like you said earlier, different years, different uh, players. But uh, two years ago, it was a one-point game at Arkansas. This is the Hogs getting 14 points. I will take them on Three Dog Thursday uh, for this matchup. Do you have 30 seconds real quick to to Saban's team roll, or could Arkansas give them fits? You know, I, I was critical early with Brett Bielema when he first got to Arkansas. They were 0-8 out of the shoot his first year, and he ended up really turning around the last few seasons. And he's been competitive against Alabama, and I feel like Bielema, like this is the one game that he definitely circled. I know everyone circles Alabama, but, you know, at least for him, I feel like it's Alabama and Texas A&M are the two teams he hasn't really gotten over yet in uh, the SEC since he's joined the Razorbacks. And for Alabama, we know how great they are. There's nothing to, to say bad about them. But for Arkansas, I mean, they, they've been right there, and they've been a pretty good underdog with Bielema recently. I think that this is definitely, uh, again, one of these games where we got to take the opportunity there and try to take the points. I know Saban's been a good road favorite, and even though they didn't cover against Ole Miss uh, earlier this year in that comeback. They've still been pretty good on the road 
But at the same time, I think with Arkansas, with Bielema, that he'll have his guys ready and at least keep this game competitive. So there we go with our underdogs in college football. Interesting that both of us left alone Charlie Strong and Texas to try to bow their back in that Red River rivalry game with uh, Oklahoma uh, coming up in Dallas. Uh, again, the Sooners can score a ton of points, and Charlie Strong obviously in trouble. Some other intriguing games, including Florida State and Miami in the primetime game that we made reference to. We will see. We will talk some NFL when we get back. Kevin, stand by. Lots of NFL uh, just to discuss, including some underdogs. Kevin and I went three for three combined on Three Dog Thursday last week in the pros. We will talk more about that as Three Dog Thursday continues. Stay with us. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And now the Talk to Legends mobile app is available in the Google Play Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend. There are hundreds of former athletes from all sports, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, the Olympics, MMA and more and they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through talk to legends no matter what device or tablet just go into the apple store or the google play store and download the talk to legends app it's time for you to talk to legends is debt beating you down you need discipline you need the debt ninja If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need The Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call The Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment, reduce your payments by 30 to 50%, and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call The Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. And we do continue on as we get the underdogs rolling in the pros in just a second. Uh, I know you were, you were saying to me just before we began this segment that in terms of the game in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and I have been to that game, it is some scene, uh, half the stadium in burnt orange, Half the stadium in Sooner Crimson for this matchup. Uh, Charlie Strong was the toast of Austin back three or four weeks ago when they beat Notre Dame. Now Notre Dame is obvious is not very good, especially defensively. Texas struggling mightily, especially on defense. And your thing is, even if Texas wins this game, it shouldn't mean that, that Charlie Strong in college right now should keep his job necessarily just based on a game, right? 
Yeah, I never liked the uh, beat your rival. That's all that matters. If we go one and eleven, but we beat Oklahoma, then that's <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you want to win championships? Don't you want to go far? Like what is that? And I'm not saying you lose to your rival every year either, but the weight of that one game, and if right. you end up winning that and you suck the rest of the year, or vice versa, you lose that game and you go to the national championship, who cares about what happened? Like, I just think it's so petty. You know, I really do that. You know, it's nice to beat them, and if you're competitive, great, but if you're going to fire Charlie Strong at the end and beat Oklahoma, you know, what matters more? Beating, what if the next guy can't beat Oklahoma? Like, it's just a... It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, and the other thing is what you said. Would you rather contend for the Big 12 title, the college football playoff, and the whole thing, or would you rather occasionally come up with a big win in a season? And that's that's where Charlie Strong is right about now for that matchup. All right, as promised, let's go on to the pros. And I have a feeling both of you, the state of Texas is a big state, as you well know. Both you and I are going to stay in the state of Texas. You go first on Three Dog Thursday. What do you like? I like the Houston Texans on Sunday, and I understand that it seems crazy. And last year, for the listeners out there that have followed the show, there were times I went against the Minnesota Vikings at home, and I paid for it dearly every single time. I kind of felt like there were times I got squeezed on it, whatever. I'm going against the Minnesota Vikings again here. I'll tell you why. Minnesota's coming off this win over the Giants Monday night. Very good win. They've been great defensively. Under Mike Zimmer, they're unbelievable against the spread. Now you get the Houston Texans, who were pretty much, we don't know anything they did in the three home wins. But the one game that, that sticks out to everybody is the loss at New England on the Thursday night <laughs> that Jacoby Brissett started, yes. and they got shut out. Nobody knows, unless you're a Texan fan, nobody knows what happened in the three games. They won them, but nobody knows what happened. And I look at Houston as now all of a sudden you're getting some points and everyone's on Minnesota. Sam Bradford has played well, but we know Sam Bradford isn't Aaron Rodgers or Tom yep. Brady. Like we know and that. injury and prone th- and injury prone, by the way, and, and could get injured in this game or subsequently. It's what's happened his whole career. Keep going. Right. And you still have no Adrian Peterson that you have no semblance of a running game. The defense is great, but I just kind of feel like with Houston that they have some weapons offensively, and the key, at least going back to the Houston-New England game, I think I told you a few weeks ago, if Brock Osweiler doesn't turn the ball over, the Texans have a good shot of winning. And in that game, they always started deep in their own territory, and I feel like New England, well, because Houston turned the ball over, the Patriots were set up in good field position. If Minnesota's got to take the ball down the field, on this Houston defense, and J.J. Watt's out. But if they got to take the ball down the field, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really asking a lot. And when this Vikings team is dependent on defensive touchdowns and uh, special teams touchdowns, which is what we saw years ago with the Bears. Remember that? I think the 06 Bears with Devin Hester and Brian Urlacher, that that yeah. team, they depend on defensive touchdowns, and they won a lot of games, but then they got exposed in the Super Bowl. Not saying Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl, but – you need to have a lot of things go your way if your team is going to be like that. And that's what this Minnesota team reminds me of is that Chicago team. Not great offensively. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They depend on their defense and special teams. And that could be a bit dangerous. I think that Houston has, like I said, enough weapons with DeAndre Hopkins, with Lamar Miller. If Oswald turn the ball over, I think Houston's got a great shot to cover here. Well, and I, you know, look, we're into hyperbole. It's it's the day and age of uh, social media and the internet and talk radio and sports radio. If the if the Minnesota Vikings get to five and zero without Teddy Bridgewater, without Adrian Peterson, 
it is the most ridiculous 5-0 and start, let's just say, this century. In the 2000s in pro football. You would agree with me with that? You would stand up on the platform with me on that one? That if they are 5-0 and without those two guys, I officially know nothing about how somebody gets to 5-0. and But it could happen. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It could. I mean, it could. And, I mean, they did beat Green Bay at home. But they have beaten Tennessee, who's really not that skilled offensively. Took it to Carolina, in fairness. Took it to them. Fine, fine. Yep, yep. But you could also argue Carolina struggled out of the gate, and even the Giants are a few bounces away from maybe being 0-4. And again, I'm not taking away – I guess that's what people have to understand. I know people like aren't like yelling at the podcast now. But you have to understand, because I say that I don't like them this week doesn't mean that I think they're terrible. Right. It just means that, wait, just calm down a little bit on them. Like, they may be playing well. Bradford's not turning the ball over. But it's kind of like there's going to be a game where they put up a stinker, that it's going to happen. And I think Houston has got the talent to at least hang with them here on the road. Okay, voice of Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com. Love his insight. He's going to tell you more about Vegas Insider coming up in a couple of moments. TJ Reeves with you. It's Three Dog Thursday. We're picking underdogs in college football and the NFL, three of them each. I keep making mention of the fact uh, that Kevin hit on all three of his last week, including two NFL underdogs with the Falcons and the Saints a week ago. He now goes with the Houston Texans. I am going to stay in the Lone Star State for the purposes of our discussion in the pros and go How about them Cowboys? After the win last week in San Francisco, Dak Prescott has them rolling along on offense. No Des Bryant, no problem. They're handing the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. Prescott is playing mistake-free football. Dallas has found a way, even though their defensive line, their pass rush in particular, is in shambles because of suspensions and injuries. I just I like the Cowboys in this spot with Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been a flaky team under Marvin Lewis for years. When you think you have them figured out, they go and, and like you said, any given week can lay an egg. This might be that matchup. And here we go with Quirky again. When Tony Romo hurt his back, would anybody have thought Dak Prescott would lead the Cowboys to be four and one? They win Sunday against Cincinnati. They're four and one to start the season without Romo, and I don't know that Romo ever gets back in there. I like Dallas at home, running the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. I like them to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Kevin, give me thirty seconds on uh, the Cowboys getting one here and me taking them on Three Dog Thursday. First of all, I think that. Uh, who's the owner of the Cowboys? I believe uh, that would be Jarrah, Jarrah Jones, yes. He is no way ever going to not let Tony Romo play if Tony Romo is close to healthy. There's no way he's what not going to have him one? What about 6-1? What about 7-1 if it gets to that Doesn't point? Doesn't matter. Oh, you, you, they I, stick him back in? Okay, we'll mark that down. I don't think – I mean, that's just my opinion. I think that Jerry is going to have Tony Romo in there because he's the franchise. He's given a lot of money. That's just my feeling. Right. I know it's a tough argument there. It's pretty much it's Brady. Brady's like the only guy that can't lose his job to injury or suspension. Uh, I mean, obviously it helped that the two guys in front of him got hurt. But uh, just beside that point, back to the Cowboys. That for Dallas, you know, they got a really good win at Washington. Going on the road to San Francisco, I understand it's a road win. We know the Niners aren't very good. Uh, and they lost that Giants game at the end, and they beat Chicago, who doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, they beat two right. teams without good quarterbacks. Right. And now you go Cincinnati, where they step up and quarterback play with Andy Dalton, and A.J. Green has played very well this year. Uh, it's a tough one for me. It really is, because 
I can see Cincinnati going in there and winning. I mean, obviously the Cowboys, you know, you look and see what the situation is with Des Bryant this week. But for, uh, for, I mean, it'll be a good game. I mean, it'll probably be a field goal or four points uh, either way, but uh, it's a little too close for me to call. And again, Des Bryant did not practice on Wednesday, so he is a question mark, probably not going to play. But again, the Cowboys have got uh, Cole Beasley underneath. They've got a couple of other threats down the field. Prescott's used Jason Winton some. Uh, again, I just I like them in this spot, this this specific spot with Cincinnati, which seems to at times be Jekyll and Hyde. They kicked a lot of field goals to beat the Dolphins. You know this. You work as part of the Dolphins broadcast. They kicked a lot of field goals in winning the Thursday night game against Miami. Uh, I just I think Dallas will win in, in this scenario. So there you go on the NFL games, Kevin. We got about ninety seconds left. Give me. Uh, uh, the reasons why, plural, that these fans need to find out more about the great information and what's going on at VegasInsider.com, sir. A lot of good things going on right now. October's a great month in sports. You have the NFL in full force, college football with conference play. The Major League Baseball playoffs are underway as well. Hockey starts next week. NBA at the end of the month. I can't believe it starts, I think, the 26th of October, which is crazy. College basketball begins in the middle of November and there's just so much information out there, and you can find it all in one spot at VegasInsider.com. We have plenty of articles uh, on college football, the Thursday night action, the Friday night action, the SEC action, tech trends for both college and the NFL. Uh, I, wrote, I write a column every single week uh, for the NFL for uh, the pick six, where I look at six games, and I give out my uh, analysis and predictions on those games also total talk which uh, did very well last week that uh, just all is just if you're just a totals player that's only about total so that's a very good piece as well and uh, you can check us out on twitter at twitvi it's a very good time of year and as long as this hurricane stays away and doesn't do much damage it'll be even much better yeah we like that especially being in the state of florida as you and i are uh, that's for sure so again uh, go to VegasInsider.com, follow them on Twitter at TwitVI, follow Kevin at VI Rogers. So that'll do it for this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Again, Kevin looking to follow up the 3-for-3 three three with Navy, Oregon, and the Houston Texans. I will go with Arizona State getting the 10 at home with UCLA, the Cowboys Sunday, and also Arkansas at home with Alabama for my underdogs. And we'll see what happens with those dogs this week. Kevin, great job. Uh, once again, with the underdogs, good luck with your three. Uh, batting down the hatches for Hurricane Matthew. We'll all try to ride that out, especially in the southern part of the country on the Atlantic coast. Uh, good luck with the hurricane preparation and all the football this weekend. We thank you on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, TJ. We'll talk to you next week. There's Kevin Rogers. I'm TJ Reeves. You can follow this show at Three Dog Thursday throughout the weekend. Enjoy all the football, and we'll talk to you next week on the only digital radio show devoted to underdogs in college and pro football. It's Three Dog Thursday. Bye.